DJ, PK, and Gary Anderson, Utah State head football coach. Join us now on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gary, good morning. Good morning, man. How are we doing? We are doing well. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Just uh, grinding away every day. (laughs) uh, Every day we're one one step closer back to uh, getting the kids on campus. So that's what we're doing. So do you have any idea what that timeline looks like when that's going to happen? No, not really. You know, it kind of goes back and forth like everybody sees every day, I think. Uh, you know, for us, what we did is we started this, this training cycle goes till June 1st, and we have not altered that. We haven't changed it for uh, since the day we walked off the second day of spring practice and started up a plan. So we'll get to June 1st, then we'll look at the landscape, and we'll move forward. But, uh, you know, don't know what it looks like, but I know what our kids had some goals and subjectives that they'd set to get through school. Um, they did an awesome job. You know, I've said it many times, but uh, our support staff, uh, all the professors, everybody, we, we broke records again in our academic performance this last semester in a very unusual situation. And then we also, these kids have some parameters to where they hold themselves accountable individually to their workouts, and they need to meet that come June 1st. And when they walk back in here, they'll be as prepared as they can whenever that date is. We've seen a lot of things change, Gary, here in these last few weeks, you know, at the pro level, at the college level. And we've talked about how maybe through some of this stuff there might be changes that could be implemented going forward. And one of the things I'm interested in is recruiting. With social media today, you see all these kids, you know, I've received my 10th offer from Utah State, and then you click on, and you can see all these offers. So recruiting is still going on, as far as I can see from the outside anyway. It's going on full steam ahead, and scholarships are being offered to the classes to the kids of 2021 and so forth and so on i'm wondering do you see any changes that have come about through recruiting virtually and online whatever it might be that could stick going forward that the ncaa adopts well that's a great question because we're actually still got a couple 2020 spots and they're looking we've had a couple commitments that we've gone through the last little bit here and uh, i think what we've done virtually has really helped us uh, so I don't know how much it will stick for young men that can get to your campus, but we've done some things that I believe will really help us in the future for young men that can't get to our campus. And we've kind of always had, you know, some tours and our facilities and some different things like that. But to really take the next step to show these young men who are recruiting right now, um, you know, possible transfer kids, kids coming back off missions, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of those situations that are out there uh, and recruit them. We've gone to a lot of the uh, our video guys, Bill Gear and his crew, have just done a tremendous job. One of them is you just hop in a car and it's like you're driving around campus and it's not going into buildings or whatever. It's it's going around campus. It's going around Logan and seeing Logan. We've never had that before um, to that extent. And then there's the you know the campus tours where we walk through and do some things uh, with uh, just and it's sped up. It's a quick tour. It's probably what would take a half hour to do is sped up and is maybe five to six minutes. Uh, but you get to see the campus. So I think that's been big. Uh, we've had more, you know, more communication with FaceTime calls, I would say, with recruits. Um, I like the addition of the ability, and I think this should stick, for a recruit to have an opportunity to actually be part of a um, position meeting one time. I think that's a fantastic uh, bit of information for our kids from a distance that can't get on our campus. You know, they come here, they can get involved in the meeting, and they see everything. So if anything come out of it as a positive to me, it would be the things that we've added that the young men can get when 
they do get their feet into Logan, they get their families with them themselves into Logan, and they can see us and see the Utah State as a whole, um, they should be able to do that uh, from a Zoom, if you will. If we can do that, I think it's a step positive, a step in the right direction for recruiting. You know, as the CEO, you're uh, responsible for a lot of stuff as a head coach, and some of them is financial and budget and all that, and I wonder about all the talk about conference games only. Uh, I've seen some stuff on social media about what that might do to a group of five teams. If it comes to that, what kind of impact does that have on a, on a, on a Mountain West f- football program going forward? Yeah, you know, I I don't know. Um, I'm sure it will be a big shot. You know, football is a driving force for athletic departments, and it's a big part of any university. Everybody knows that. And um, so I don't know what the the numbers would be. I'm sure it would be substantial, but I do believe this is that Utah State will be able to sustain and and handle whatever adversity comes their way down those lines. And I think what we'll do is we'll work hard as we can to, you know, I see a lot of these professional teams, it seems like now, and uh, they're stepping up and they're kind of saying, hey, well, you know, we need to make sure that we think about the athletes first and I think that's what you know Utah State and I think ultimately that's what the NCAA will do regardless of the hit that it's going to take financially I mean it is what it is and you know, we've shut down the world so a lot of people aren't real worried about uh, you know what takes place and they seem it seems minor when you start talking about universities and you talk about whatever it may be not and not to say that it is minor but when you shut down the world and what's gone on, it is minor. Uh, so I think we'll make the right decision at Utah State. I think when this all settles down and we'll battle ourselves back through it, we'll be just fine. The key for me is that we all be team players. Um, you know, every coach, every student athlete um, that is involved that has an opportunity, there's going to be some sacrifices, and you better accept those sacrifices. And you need to play within the rules that are given in front of you. Don't try to bend them. Don't try to break them. Don't try to tweak them. Do what's right. And uh, if you do that, I think as a school, Utah State, my belief is that we'll, you know, we'll come out of this thing on top and we'll be in a good spot. But we have to uh, understand this is uh, a lot more things more important than a dollar figure for a university right now, just in my own opinion. You know, I think over the years I've been to all the Mountain West locations, even teams that aren't in the Mountain West anymore. I've been there. And I think one of the things that separates the Mountain West and its strong point is the number of college towns. You know, you got Boise, a little bit bigger place, but still a lot of it revolves around Boise State, Logan, Fort Collins, Laramie, Albuquerque. You know, the university and its sports programs are the biggest thing in there. As far as recruiting, I'm wondering for you, I would think that if you can get kids to Logan and they can be in the atmosphere of Logan and see that it is a true college town and the community really revolves around Utah State, has got to be a plus for you. With you not being able to do that to the level that you are accustomed to, given the situation, has that been any of any, any of a detriment? Absolutely, yes. It's a... Uh people just you know, really don't know and I can give you an example there's two or three young men that we're still currently recruiting and, and hoping to get here that have not been to Logan and you know they they have done all the things that we can give them that we talked about earlier they've gone online and uh, just talked to you know seen what our coaches are about and talked to our coaches but until you get the true feel it's impossible to get the true feel of what Cash Valley is and what what I truly love about Cash Valley you would never be able to get that true feeling until you're here and you spend some time um, and it's the same with Utah State University as a whole and that's not just for student athletes that's for you know any student athlete any student excuse me I think as you come up here and you see 
see the town and understand what it is. You said it right. It's a college atmosphere. It's a, it's a special place, how tight the kids are together. And I can go on and on, not to ramble about it, but it is a big, big detriment. And we've done everything we possibly can to make that up, uh, but it's not the same. So flip that, how hard has it been to evaluate guys? You constantly have to do that. If you're not going to have camps, if you can't go to seven-on-sevens, if it's hard to fly around the country and meet all the people around a guy to evaluate them, what do you do, and how much is that setting you back? Yeah, the big thing is when you're sitting as, as we are, and we always pride ourselves on being a developmental program. That's how I grew up in, in this profession and uh, learned long ago when I first started working with Coach Mack and all the coaches that I worked with at the different places early in my career. We were always developmental programs, whether it was in the Big Sky or the WAC or even in junior college. Um, and so it, it, it is a detriment because we see so much transition and change in the young men that we're recruiting from the time they play their junior year in high school to where all of a sudden now, next time we see them is in camp, you know, as far as physically really going out there and doing what they do is play football. We may see them walking in the hallway or whatever, uh, or on Zoom or a FaceTime call or whatever it's going to be, but we don't see them physically until we get them in those camps, and then we see them physically play their senior year. Um, so that's that's a, a big, big difference, especially, I believe, for us as we pride ourselves on that young man that was a three-sport athlete. He was you know, he was six one. He was a late mature, late developer, if you will. And all of a sudden, you know, he's grown three inches, and uh, he's still skinny because he plays three sports. But we can develop him into what we see, and his genetics, and get to know his family, his parents. All those things are such a big part of of, of where we're going. And I think that plays a big part of our team as we move through the future. We've, you know, we brought in 53 new kids last year and their development is key. And how are they developing now? Some are, are getting absolutely stronger. We have young men that have gotten stronger through this process. We also have young men that don't have the ability to get stronger because they don't have the facility. Um, so all those things in developmental problem or are, are developmental program are, are a detriment. But again, I look at it and I say, hey, are you going to just you know, sit around and, and whine about it or, and, or try to make it work out for you. And I think we've done our best as, as the strength coaches and, like I say, the video guys and these assistant coaches have done a great job to, to give us an opportunity to fight and continue to be a developmental program through recruiting and uh, all the other steps in our program. With no spring ball or organized activities, and I don't know what's going to happen in the summer as far as summer workouts as yep. a team unofficially, how much time do you think you will need for your team leading up to the first game? Well, I've said all along eight weeks, um, and I, I stick to that, and that's not me just saying being stubborn and saying, oh, I think it's eight weeks. That's, that's me talking to a lot of people, um, talking to other coaches, talking to medical professionals, talking to trainers, talking to strength guys through, throughout the country that I respect and know very, very well. Now, the plan that the Mountain West has put out there that uh, appears to be one that the, you know, they, they like the best, and we as coaches have sat down and communicated. I know there's been trainers and everybody involved. I believe that's going to be very similar to a type of an eight-week scenario. Uh, but the bottom line is if it's six, then it's six. You know, if it's four, then I guess it's going to be four. We're going to react and develop to where it's going to be. The key to that is what I've learned over the last month is you, know, you better be ready for anything as a player, as a coach, as a strength, as, as a strength coach, um, as, a tra- as we sit in and our, our medical people, our trainers, and then also for the players. So you better give them a plan to be ready as they possibly can. Now, what that means, I don't know because it's different for every single kid. But when you walk back in here, I know this, you better be able to run 10 gassers because if you can't run 10 gassers, um, everybody, I believe, has a chance to be able 
able to do that. You need to be able to run 10 gassers when you walk back in here. It's just, that's your responsibility, I believe, as a, as a student athlete. If you walk back in here for Utah State football program, you need to be able to do that. Where your strength moves are and your strength gains are, your strength losses are, really, to me, that's how your body composition is because there's things you can do if you really want to, doing push-ups, sit-ups, body weight squats, whatever the strength coaches are giving you to be able to, 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 to sustain and maintain. But at the end, you know, I don't know. Is it is if we get eight weeks, we get eight. If we get six, we get six. If we get four, then I guess we deal with four. Um, but it's it's our responsibility now to say, hey, we're going to get to June first. We'll reestablish it. We're going to get in here hopefully in the middle of June, if if not before then. And we're going to start to to get you in shape for whatever the season presents. But uh, those are challenges that you look at every single day. And the one thing I've learned through this whole process, I would say, is um, there isn't structure and coaches like structure coaches like plans coaches like to have the answer whether that's the right answer or not you like to have an answer and right now sometimes we don't we've had to deal with that how many gassers do you think dj could run oh let me see i saw him last week um on TV. Not. I'm going to say, I'm saying on a good day, if he was mentally, mentally into it, give himself where he need to be, I'd give him uh, three. But but you would be you have to play with the Giants, so that means you're going to get uh, so you're going to get 20, 18, 18 seconds to be able to go um, down the back across the field, the the width of the field, so fifty three and fifty three across. Yeah, okay. Huh? What do you, what do you think, DJ? The key now, comparing to my youth when I actually did <laughs> but that. How much recovery is the other key that. too? So I'll that's, give you an extra thirty seconds. That's so what I'm getting at. 30. The key is how quickly can the training staff drain my left knee? That would be that'd be the key. Yeah, we we all have those issues as we grow, right? That beast would swell up. Yeah, be something out of an Alex Smith documentary, practically. Yeah. So I'm curious because you like to have the answers and all that, and we're hearing, uh, you know, the Pac-12 might be getting ready to play 11 conference games. And one of the reasons would be, well, it'll give you flexibility in the schedule if they're hot spots. And, you know, there could be games into January and February. Are you preparing for all the scenarios, or have you just gone to your AD and your administrators and say, tell me when you know and leave me alone until then? Yeah, I'm just relying on really. Our, our, I think the Mountain West again has done a really good job of communicating on a weekly uh, basis with the commissioners on the phone call. The head coaches are on there. We're, we're talking it out, and they're talking to the trainers every week, and they're, they're kind of giving us the landscape that they know of. A lot of those people are on committees and things that they talk about, and it, it surely it's you know it's, it's all over the place, which is 100% expected at this point. But they do give us the scenarios that are out there. The Mountain West has put in their own thoughts as far as what they would like to have at the end of the day, which. I think is what, what, what you should do as a conference. So we're, I don't, there's not one scenario where we're really preparing for other than, again, I, just, I, I need some point of dates in front of me, and that's why we got to June 1st, and we've taken that as a normal training cycle as if it would have started somewhere in maybe January and we got to whenever spring ball starts sometime in April. We've kind of taken a cycle like that to make it be a you know, six-, seven-, eight-week cycle and uh, strength coaches have just built it up to uh, take them and, and, and build them through the cycle to where whatever they're doing, how they're doing it, it has some newness to it. The one thing is school's over with for us now. Um, I think we're, our kids can have a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel to say, hey, we can, you know, hopefully this thing is going to go and we're going to move forward, and, and it gives them a little more juice and excitement. So nothing substantial would just say, hey, this is, we're, we're planning on this. We're, we're going to try to be ready for whatever comes our way. Do you think under the circumstances that it's going to be harder for newcomers to earn a starting spot this coming season? 
Well, again, I think the NCA has done a great job of allowing some of those newcomers to uh, be involved in, in meetings and be involved in situations through those Zoom meetings, whether it's a unit meeting, whether it's a team meeting, whether it's an um, offense or defensive meeting. In our situation, for instance, uh, better opportunities because it's a tweak within the defensive structure, and uh, it's obviously going to be a tweak within the offensive structure. We're not wholesale changing anything, but there are tweaks, which I think gives you an opportunity without spring ball to kind of hop in on the same page uh, as, as some of those other kids that were fighting for a spot. We'll expect you know heavy competition um, uh, all the way through our, our football team from uh, each position all the way through, but as always we'll lean and we'll say, hey, if we're bringing in a transfer kid or a young man that's a uh, whether it's a four-year transfer or a JC transfer, we're bringing them in here for a reason. We'd expect them to, uh, you know, contend and, and be a starter. If they're not, then we've all failed, including the young man, the coach, the coach that recruited him, the position coach that evaluated him, the coordinator, and, and mostly myself. So we expect those guys to come in and start. Now, does it always happen? No, but uh, you know, every young kid's going to fight, and every transfer is expected to start. Well, Gary, we appreciate a few minutes, a few gassers, a few laughs. Thanks for joining hey, us. You, you, that would be interesting. Maybe we'll uh, we'll close it down for you. We'll close down the distance and see what we can get. We'll make it realistic. How about that? <laughs> I'm serious about draining my knee, too. <laughs> All right. I'll let you off the hook. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Okay, guys. Have a wonderful day. Go Aggies.